0: I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better, and it is part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com.
1: Everyone's done something embarrassing and it's ended up on YouTube. Oh, pretty much by this point. I mean, the great thing about that is that it's kind of like the great equalizer. Mm. Like, sure, you've done stupid shit, but so is everyone else you know as well. Yeah. I mean ours was planned and scripted <laughs> and written, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of worse <laughs> because of that, but you know, we never said anything racist or sexist or or terrible. Just we just did stupid embarrassing things.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think yes, you're right. There, are, there are worse ways to be on Twitter, like on Twitter, on you, on YouTube. Like, for example, we could be on there in like a fight video where we're getting beaten up by our bullies at high school. That's a fun way to be on YouTube. I'm sure um, that that happens a lot. So, like, you know, compared to those kids, we're all right. Or, or, um, you know, my girlfriend. <laughs> oh no, I'm not gonna out her. No, <laughs> she just looks too upset. She's so upset right now. Wow,
1: we've only been literally doing this less than a minute, and she's already <laughs> fallen asleep on the couch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a sound that that laughter you hear is the sound of a sleeping person
1: Alright, well we can record that and put it on YouTube That's pretty embarrassing, right? Especially after we've, you know, drawn penises on her face Yeah, she sleep as laughs,
0: it's weird But you know, I don't, I just, you know, I deal with it as best I can
1: As is tradition yeah. in Australia
0: Honestly, I find it a bit creepy, but I would never say that to her face
1: What's creepy is that it sounds like that doll Chucky from that, that, that horror movie Oh yeah, yeah Toy Story <laughs> She giggles like Tom Hanks in her sleep. <laughs> Actually, Tom Hanks doesn't sound like that. <laughs> I, wish he did. I just Sorry. have no idea what Tom Hanks sounds like. I just, I don't know what he sounds like. Certainly not like a normal human being. Yeah. That freak. <laughs> He's a sick, sick weirdo,
0: that guy. That guy is. Have you heard what he did on The Thing?
1: Oh, I've seen many a
0: thing on The Thing where he think yeah. his thing. Yeah, Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is cancelled and so is Tom Hanks. All the Toms are cancelled. <laughs> Because of the bad things. I hate those toms. They slapped a baby in the face and said, shut up, baby. It's horrible. <laughs> Just all toms? Yeah, all of them. They all went together. They all individually went out and found a baby and slapped it. Is it the same baby? Yes. That's Just- the worst part. Oh, wait, no. No, it was different babies.
1: That's the worst part. <laughs> yes. What, I mean, what is, is worse? I don't know. Is it 100- one, baby, slap one, on one baby? one baby in ten buckets or... <laughs> Ten babies in one bucket. What's what's worse?
0: I don't know. (laughs) It's Well, look, okay. Okay, like part of me doesn't want to keep talking about this, but part of me really (laughs) wants to dig deep and figure this out. So So you've
1: got one bucket and you put ten babies in there. I mean, it doesn't have to be a small bucket, but, you know, obviously you shouldn't put ten babies in there. Or you've got ten, ten buckets... And it doesn't really matter what size I'm the assuming, buckets are in I'm this case, because one baby you'd need to cut into ten separate pieces. Oh dear! To fit into the buckets. Are you now? Are you?
0: <laughs> see, I thought we were talking about drowning babies <laughs> in buckets of water, but now, now I'm concerned that this has taken a sick turn. That, that you are a sicko.
1: That clicking noise you heard was literally my, my wife raiding the liquor cabinet. <laughs> 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 and trying to do it she was literally on her tiptoes sneaking around the room and then you hear this click oh shit the glasses aren't in here click and then when we started talking about babies and i thought she liked babies she started trying to cover up my mouth (laughs) so they're drinking yeah they're drinking that's
0: okay look it's a bit of a rowdy episode for episode 95
1: 95. Game we've Life done 95 Balance of these Australia. episodes. Actually, we've done more, but this is 95 yeah. of Game Life Balance Australia, uh-huh, and uh-huh. this is a stream of nonsense. We've we've introduced this in record time. We have. Biggest stream of nonsense is, S-s-s-s-s. Mm-hmm. Quiet you. Quiet in the back. Come on. <laughs> bit of etiquette, please. On mic. The mic is hot, people.
0: Yeah, but they're cold. <laughs> All right. Well, I know what that means? I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Cold as ice. Yeah. Um, Willing to sacrifice this podcast. <laughs>
1: well, we sure are. Yeah. Uh, what I? I... I forget. Something about introducing us early. It's uh, stream of nonsense.
0: Oh, like, yeah. Normally, uh, we don't do that. Normally, we wait. Normally, like, we do. sweet late title card comes up, at, like, halfway through the first section of this episode. I'm of the
1: podcast. sure there are places when we've forgotten to introduce the show at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there must have been a couple of episodes. <laughs> we just, just plum forgot.
0: I want to say the last stream of nonsense you almost did forget. Because it was like 50 minutes in
1: when you did oh, it. Oh, <laughs> no, that was kind of on purpose. I was trying to get back to back to that because I had a good intro. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Sometimes we go on down the garden path. We do. and Sometimes that's quite- the garden path leads us to a labyrinth of, of confusion and, and poor taste jokes. That's... Pretty much every episode of Game Life Balance yeah, Australia. That's true, and probably Game Life Balance America as well. well the U.S. Sorry, not yeah, America. Whatever.
0: Well, they, are those guys still alive? I hope they're alive. Cody, if you're still alive, wink tw- twice. <laughs> no, no, but wink on the podcast. I know he's still tweeting, but that could be a bot. That could be anything. That could be a Russian hacker, for all I know, well, Ru- trying to influence Cody, the election. We've never
1: actually met Cody in no. in person, so he probably is a Russian hacker. I think that I think that Cody
0: and John are both a Russian hacker. The same one,
1: just the same, the yeah. same one. He's really good with voices.
0: <laughs> he is Russian John, really. So because Russian they sound John basically like the same. Russian John is a Russian hacker whose name, funnily enough, is Yuri, not <laughs> not John. Mm. I know, confusing, right? And he, Yuri,
1: Yuri, kidding me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you really got me
1: that oh. time. Oh yeah, bring us home, Robbie. Um, so this is the
0: last episode. Something something urethra. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm terribly sorry. We didn't, thank goodness we have that E rating on on the <laughs> iTunes podcast oh, store. We got
1: the only reason that stupid bot didn't detect us is because of our Australian accents. That's true. Yeah, we've been swearing like sailors since episode one. Yep. Episode zero, in fact.
0: Did we try for I think two episodes to not swear, and then I was beeping them out for a, for a little bit. I was beeping
1: it out. No. Yeah. No. Because. In, I think in the original, we did swear. And then when we decided oh, right. to do yeah, yeah. Game of Balance Australia, we didn't swear. That's right. But that, I had to keep a time code of each time we did swear. Yeah, it was a lot of effort. And, and what part. <laughs> and then at one stage, we literally said, fuck it. Like, I think live on, on air, we just didn't bleep it out. Like, in reference to us not bleeping things out. And thus, nothing was ever bleeped out ever again. I still have the car horn
0: noise that I oh, used. Oh, the Claxton. It was like a hooga. Yeah, like it Claxton. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah, I uh-huh. used that. Um for, like to cover up the swearing, which I thought was funny. Well, that works. Um, but sometimes swear <laughs> turns out swear words can be very long. You know. Yeah.
1: Like you, you some- the sense of the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, like like motherfucker is a long swear word. But and you just like- need
1: to go mother aruga. Uh,
0: uh, yes. I guess. Yeah. You're clever. All right. You're smarter than you're smarter than me at <laughs> this. Do
1: you want to edit the podcast? No. Damn it. No. That was <laughs> rats. <laughs> it's worth a try. Uh, that actually was like. When we started doing this, because I had looked after, I directed, wrote, and produced *Bit Seizure*. That's right. That which was, we watched today. You were truly of- an auteur. Uh, you, wh- <laughs> <laughs> the way you, you, the way you moved your eyebrows up and down at me rapidly then was quite disturbing. I've got to say. <laughs> I've been working with you for a very long time And that you're is like possibly the, the most disturbing gesture I've like ever seen Like the Werner
0: Herzog of YouTube
1: You kind of look like Milhouse for a second there It's <laughs> like those eyebrows went up and down really fast And then I just went, wow What were those eyebrows? And the other one So <laughs> yeah, mm, look mm. Uh, And then when we did this, you wanted to host Because I was kind of like the host of um, That's right, because I love misery Yeah, I was like, well, no, no, you're, you're good at hosting Oh, well, thank you And thank it, you. Um, And it, you know, it's Obviously improved our lives a great deal doing this show.
0: Yeah, definitely. Or at least yours. Well
1: yeah. Eh. You
0: know, in, in a professional sense. Oh, yeah, I got I got actual job I got actual work out of this. Yeah. Yeah, I convinced some saps to give me a job. Based on the fact yeah. that you knew what you were doing. I was doing. like, mm. I do a podcast and they're like, Do you want money? And I was like, Heck yeah I do. <laughs> My dude, that's that's
1: as easy as it is in the uh, Australian public service, apparently. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. They were like podcaster, and then they just backed up a truck full of money to my house. (laughs) Obviously, they didn't listen to it. But you know that that's by the by. No, why would you do that? (laughs) Yeah, why would you do?
1: So, pro tip: if you want a public service job, just start a podcast. But yeah, and that is the weird thing because, like, you you are, and I said, if you want to host, that's good, that's great, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You got to edit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And you went you at the at the start you were like yeah sure that's fine because yeah. I did actually edit the first like five or six episodes I think of the mm-hmm. run
0: yeah it turns out that
1: editing a podcast well is a lot of work yeah but like which you know, is just, why I pawned it off to you yeah but
0: topping <laughs> and tailing it and slapping it up on the internet is like pretty easy <laughs> <It's> which like, <laughs> is also what I used to do <laughs> it's pretty good look sometimes sometimes I go to town on an episode and you can kind of tell because there'll be like extra little musical interludes or like I'll kind of like add extra jokes or something in like. After the fact.
1: Oh, uh, there's, the, uh, there's the Daytona. Do, 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 yeah, do. and then that, that became... Or Burns' is Yes.
0: Yeah. Or, like, on the... Was it the last episode I added the Monster Boy music at the end of it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: so I'll, sometimes we'll put a little bit of extra effort in. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Usually I just slap it up on the internet and... You know,
1: Are people still listen to us we have listeners
0: yeah well I do it's funny because like, listeners I, plural I laugh but I do actually edit this you know I like mm. I might truncate the silences like from the long pauses that we both have where we both just sit there staring at each other like in Lovingly. silence yeah because that happens a lot um, and also I compress the heck out of it because sometimes we're really loud and sometimes we're really quiet <sighs> And it doesn't sound good, so I just, like, just boost... I just compress it so that everything sounds about the same. Um, Which
1: is good because, yeah. you know, like, we we only use one mic. And it's a, you know, it is kind of made for podcasting. Or yeah. it's got a setting for podcasting. Mm. And I do monitor levels and I do push and pull the microphone a little bit away from Rob. Yeah. Every yeah. now and again, depending on, on how the levels look. The levels are actually spiking a little bit this time, interestingly. Huh. Not a lot, but it's within tolerance.
0: Okay. It's but interesting because you think, you might think. Listener at home, that we don't care that we're a couple of ne'er do wells just recording a podcast and just just without any any care or concern for your well being. Yeah, but this fact, is true though. In fact, we slave over a hot stove, a hot podcast stove, a hot mic. There you go. Got it there. is a hot mic. Yeah, got, you got there, there in, in the end. end. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was a good joke. Eventually, <laughs> like most of my jokes, <laughs> like eventually it's good.
1: Look, there's a bit of a timeline to them, but they get there, <laughs> they in, the get end. there in
0: the end. <laughs> Yeah, so there you are. There's a little uh, bit of um, inside baseball or inside cricket to keep it Aussie.
1: (laughs) Well, we are recording on a new computer now, actually. I did end up getting a new computer, not from that shit house Grey's auction site, which you should never visit. I ended up just getting one off Facebook, and it was basically a very similar model to Mm. what I was after anyway, so... All's well that ends well. Thanks, Assuming Mark Zuckerberg. Assuming that this all works okay.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't praise it too much if it
1: like then eats our audio file. We already had like one problem today. Yeah, that was weird. It was a bit weird, but it's okay.
0: It's fine. It's all good, you know, because um, the, how can it be worse? You know, Well, you've jinxed worse. us now, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I have a bit. That's all right. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's good. Nothing has ever gone wrong on a podcast ever. Everyone knows this. We
1: have, we, we have lost segments before. we lost segments, but never a full episode. No, we came bloody close a few times. Yeah. And luckily, I kept backups. Mm-hmm. So touch wood. Which is the table, Yep. Sorry, you, you, that's going to sound
0: really bad on the audio. It is actually
1: going to sound um, bad.
0: It's going to sound like an earthquake hit. Uh, yeah, touch wood, this will not eat our audio files. So
1: this is the last episode for 2019. Woo! Uh, I last am, of the decade. Last of the decade, indeed. Mm. Uh, and we will get to that in a minute. But I am hopefully going to Japan tomorrow. I say hopefully because... Uh, Australia is on fire. That's right. Hey, we actually
0: have some Australian content today. I yeah, we can, And it's not political. Well, it actually is. But let's skirt around that.
1: Yes. Yes, we and will. talk
0: about the natural disaster that is afflicting our great
1: nation. I'll sum it up. Yeah. Australia is on fire. That's right. That's it. <laughs> no. And it's all
0: th- your fault.
1: Well, some of them. Yeah. Flicking
0: sure. cigarette butts out the window of your ute <laughs> as you laugh evilly.
1: Yeah, but I was flicking them into other utes. <laughs> That's so it's their own fault if they catch fire.
0: A ute is a pickup truck for our American listeners.
1: Yeah.
0: This is Utility. actually like 2,000 times... 2,000% more Australian content already than we've done in like 50, 50 episodes of this show, you know? Yeah, and it's because Australia is on fire. That's right. Now, like, why like, is Australia on basically fire, Basically, the I
1: entire see. eastern seaboard mm. is burning because of bushfires, yep. and it is... Hasn't hit Canberra. No, thank God. Thankfully, because we were here for the last one of those and did not was not good. It wasn't it like, end well. Not there were many a typhoon made of, sorry, a tornado made of fire. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and yeah, these are just fires all up and down the, basically the, you know, east coast of Australia or, you know.
0: Yeah, so the southeast coast. Yeah, yeah. like pretty much all of the coast of New South Wales up into Queensland, like southeast Queensland yeah. is on fire. And when you look at a map, it's kind of scary when you actually see like the extent of it. Well, they did um,
1: satellite photos. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and like satellite videos And it's just like black smoke mm. is just pouring out of Australia Yeah, it's good fun
0: um, Yeah, so this is a very dry country anyway
1: And yeah. fi- and this is a very fire-prone
0: country Oh, yeah Anyway um, Like, uh, in some ways, having a fire somewhere in Australia Around this time of year is not that uncommon No This, however, is very unusual Because there's just so bloody many fires there's There a lot- are There's just so many of
1: them Yeah, and it's, yeah. Not, it's not like one big fire There's just no. lots of... Can you like, imagine, though? Not if little it ones. Linked up to create one kind of super fire? What? Look, I don't want to say that's kind of cool, but <laughs> it is kind that's of That's cool. kind of cool if it was just like one big fire just went whoosh. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That's,
0: that's one hell of a way to die. Rob. I would hope that if it did become one enormous fire, hmm. that it would become like an anthropomorphized fire with like a little smiley face on it. That was just like the, the mouth is just eating up like yeah. Sydney. Yeah, it's just like little cute little face just burning up all of Australia. Yeah, I
1: kind of want this to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fine. I don't want this to happen. Thank you, Mr. Lawyer.
0: <laughs> Your lawyer. Yes, our solicitors have come in at this point. And passed AC a note.
1: Ex-nay on the you want everyone to die, eh? <laughs>
0: uh, I don't want everyone to die. I just want this country to burn. I mean, no, 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 that's worse.
1: Is it's it? Somehow, somehow worse. I don't know which one's worse. Anyway, the country's on fire and hopefully I leave tomorrow. Yeah. And hopefully my house doesn't burn down. Getting after. out while you can. Yeah, hopefully mm. this house doesn't matter. I'm actually going to somewhere very, very cold, so... It's a weird contrast. Yeah, it is, because, like, oh, it happens every year, and I usually get a little bit sick, like I catch a cold or something. Just because of the
0: shock of, like, just going from 30 degrees humid, horrible, to, like, ice, snow,
1: icicles, uh, Santa. You know what? I don't. It It is a little bit of that, but it's also the fact that I take the holiday the same time every year, and after... Working for a year, like basically with almost no break except when I'm sick, mm. my body just goes. Bleh.
0: Yeah, that's and just-
1: then I, I just kind of shut down for a while and just kind of recover because, yeah, been a stressful year for everyone concerned here, really, yeah, isn't
0: it? It has not. I will say it, it, there's been some great stuff this year because it's this time of year does make you cast your mind back over the events of the
1: yeah that's true. of the
0: preceding uh, you know trip around the sun. Um, it's been a tough year, but it's been a good year, too. And sometimes I focus on the bad things. Sometimes I focus on the good things. And, you know, it's a big... It's a rich tapestry, as I like to say. <laughs> that,
1: uh, that is true, yep.
0: But, yeah, there has been some good stuff. Like, obviously, custody battle about my daughter. Not so great. No. Uh, plus side, I got promoted. I met a lovely girl. That's you over there. Just I, in case I, you're wondering. That's my wife. Yeah.
1: That girl over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joanna's nice, too. Um... <laughs> She's all right. I met your wife years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Uh, I'm waiting for you to be like, wait, what are you saying?
1: (laughs) Ah, that's right. 1999 it was. uh, was, Of all the things I could have said there, someone in the room would have hit me. So for once in my worthless life, I just went. You know what? I'm just going to let that one go. Yeah, and we we're all surprised. Everyone was like,
0: "Is he going to say something horrible?" <laughs> I was thinking horrible things. Sure.
1: There you go.
0: He didn't. Well, so
1: speaking about the the decade that was. Yes. Um. One of the things we decided to do today. ...was not just a normal stream of nonsense... ...heavens no... Um, ...which will probably turn into this anyway... ...but we were actually talking about... Uh, ...games of the decade... Mm-hmm. ...and I'm sure there are lots of other podcasts... ...who have done this... ...and lots of other news sites... ...this is just our favourite games... ...for the past 10 years... Um, ...this was hard for us... ...for multiple reasons... Uh, ...most of all because we have terrible memories... ...number mm-hmm. one... ...number two... I'm a retro gamer, so it's like... Games this decade, this decade... Super Mario Brothers was a great... Oh, 1985, damn. <laughs> <It is> uh, <laughs> yeah. And Rob, who is a more modern gamer...
0: Yeah, I, I had this like problem where... Oh, it's kind of weird. Like, Essentially, I had this enormous list of games. Because I went through like year on year... I went through every year on Wikipedia... I looked at every single game that was released in that year... And wrote down ones that I played and liked. Yeah, and then I ended up with this like enormous list. But it's quite funny because like this decade starts out like 2010, pretty big list of games. 2011, pretty big list of games. 2012, yep. weirdly huge list of games. And Then like 2013, 14, like it takes a big dip for me, as I as I sort of like you know as my life basically got shitty, you know. <laughs> and then like basically like 2017, 18, 19 it ramps up again. So there's this weird dip there, you know. Mm, I
1: don't know what happened there? Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway, so. It just goes to show you that that like you can um you, there can be great games coming out but if you're not in the right headspace to play them you won't play them. That is true. So and most of my games for this decade are like from the earlier part of the decade and then there are some from like, you know, very recently.
1: Uh, I just kind of browsed my collection and I came up with about 12 games that I really liked. Yeah. And I'll go through my top 5 and I'll go through some honorable mentions as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we, we thought we'd we'd go from from you know five through to number one, yeah, sure. So do you do you have honourable mentions that you want to? You go through first. I
0: mean, there were some that were really hard to cut from the list. I might run through them really quickly. Sure. Uh, um, because like I do think some of these deserve to be mentioned. Um, so let's just start from like the oldest to the m- most yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just guess.
1: however you want to do um, honourable mentions.
0: So. I really like this game called Cart Life. That terrible came out in game. Twenty ten. Absolutely shithouse. <laughs> you know what this game is? Yep, it's bad. Next one. <laughs> you, you suck. I hate you. Um, I really like that game because I thought it was doing something very different. Um, so, Yeah, but they just it just couldn't make the cut. It was more like it's unique and interesting, but not really like you know a top five mm-hmm. contender. Um,
1: Saints Row the Third. Terrible game. Bad. Very bad. <laughs> you can do
0: this for everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't do this to me. I, all right, all right, I Yeah, I do um, know about Saints Row the Third, though. Yeah, yeah. I
0: wanted to put um, superpowers, an open world game, in my list, and Saints Row the Third was up there because it's like probably the most. It's well, it's it's argue. It's very, very close to the most fun I've had with one of those games. Yeah, and it's actually probably my favorite Grand Theft Auto game, which is not a Grand Theft Auto <laughs> <laughs> game. So um, that franchise could learn something um, from that game. Although then they kind of kept doing the comedy GTA thing to death and it kind of stopped being fun. But yeah, um, I think
1: that was the peak of the series.
0: Yeah, it's a really funny game. Like, very violent, very fun. Like Just tr- not trying to be clever, you know? Just here's a violent game where you shoot people and, and they did a really good job of it. Uh, then, let me see. Walking Dead almost made the cut because it was such a phenomenon Yeah, and I really enjoyed playing it. But when I sat there and thought about it, I was like, well, it's basically just... Like it's mechanically very simple. It's just like a, a well-told story um, with some like player agency. You know, um, it was a very effective thing, but I don't know whether that really makes it a top five. You know, so cut that one. Uh, Last of Us. Um, I really enjoyed more of like a impressive cinematic thing to me. Like more of an experience. Yeah, yeah. like it was, it was an amazing game to play, but ultimately it just made me feel like I watched a movie. Yeah, like it was. It was the things about the game that make a great other plot. And the, and like the, like the voice acting and the overall tone, which is not really like the game. That's like, that's like the story of the game, not the game, if you like. Mm. So, um, I did have The fighting was good. I will say the fighting was very, combat cool. was good. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. The way that like the enemies will react to the environment, like pick up a brick and hit you with it or something, or that kind of thing. That's cool. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 almost made the cut. Because I really enjoyed Metal Gear Solid Five. That's the Phantom Pain. Not, yeah. not the other one. That doesn't count. Survival or Ground Zeroes, actually, because that was like the, that was almost like just a demo, really. Um, really fun game. Probably my favorite Metal Gear game of all time. Oh, that's good. Um, I remember because you really it was actually that, yeah. good. <laughs> Take that, Kojima fans. Um, no, Kojima fans have already got enough to deal with right now. <laughs> Boy, um, do they. Uh, Mostly Kojima And lastly The last one I'll mention oh, FTL Which we talked about last week I don't need to talk about that again Yep but we, Or last week The week before Anyway it's Last episode uh, And Donut County um, oh, I really enjoyed it yeah that's a good one I really really enjoyed it But I just don't think I have enough distance from it To know whether it's a top 5 game Or whether it's just a game That I enjoyed recently You know.
1: I would be the same With Donut County yeah. there Because I really enjoyed that game And it was great I just don't know if I'd ever play it again because I've experienced it mm. and the mechanics are fun, but you know, you are playing basically the same mechanic over and over and over again yeah. for the whole game. Like, it's so. a
0: beautifully simple game, and in some ways, yeah. that's it's like it should be praised for that for and being so simple and being and, yeah, and still yeah. being really fun. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I just not sure whether that game, if I gave it a few years and looked back, would still rate it that highly. So I left it out because of
1: caution, essentially.
0: Yeah, how about you? Have you got some games that you've really wanted to talk, really wanted to make the cut, but you just couldn't, um, you just
1: couldn't, um... Yeah, look, these are games I really enjoyed, and just, they weren't quite high enough on my list for me, but I still enjoyed them nonetheless. So, uh, Doom 2016. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I should mention that also was a game that was on my list and I cut mm.
1: it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun Doom game. Yeah. It is a modern fun Doom game. Yeah. Uh, Mario Odyssey for Switch. Great game. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. Um It's odd because I really enjoyed playing that game, but I have no compulsion to go back and play it again like I do with a lot of other Mario games. You don't want to get
0: all the moons or all the stars or whatever it is?
1: No, I really kind of fell off. I I did finish that game, so it's not like I fell off, but Mm. I just have not had the compulsion to go back to it. Okay. Uh, Polybius uh, for PSVR. Yeah. Great game. Fantastic. Pick up and play. uh, And, you know, you can continue in that game and... It's it just it's a visual experience, yeah, and it it's got good fast, very, very kinetic gameplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, not quite high enough. Um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds was something that I considered. Mm. I was never going to make my top five, but mm. it does get an honourable mention because I really I don't get caught up in the the zeitgeist of these things very often. Mm, mm. Uh, but I really did enjoy getting into that. Yeah. It was fun playing with you as well. Um, Super Mario 3D World for Wii U. Oh, yeah. That is a great game. A that great game. actually probably made it closest to mm. being in my top five. Mm. Uh, WarioWare Gold for 3DS. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is the the most recent one. And look honestly I love WarioWare and I love that game but it is kind of more like a compilation game because it just uses all the games or most of the games from the previous iterations and you know some new things in there as well yeah
0: like it's not it's not unique it's just it's the latest iteration of
1: yeah 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 and you know it, it was like it was the swan song, possibly for the series, and possibly for the 3DS as well. Mm, uh, mm. And, I, and I love that game, but once again, you know, kind of more of a collection of mini games yeah. that I'd seen previously in a new package rather than a whole new game.
0: I had some trouble with games like that, like games that came out and then they did a re-release or a reboot or they rejigged it or something. And yeah. like, like Spelunky, for example, technically came out in 2012 on the Xbox and playstation and stuff but it actually came out on pc in 2008 yeah and it's a little bit of a different game but i still couldn't bring myself to call that a game of this decade so i no. left it out of the list. and yeah.
1: that's kind of how i feel about this because yeah. this was like it was a super good um warrior game but mm. it's something we've you know we've seen all the, the mini games before basically yeah yeah um and Splatoon and well mostly Splatoon 2 oh, which I, I'm, I interested a bit that,
0: more. I'm interested I'm interested because I thought that would be like one of the ones that would be in your top 5.
1: Yeah. It was a consideration but I had my I had my fun with Splatoon 2. Um and I got okay at it. Not good but you mm. know it was good to play an online game where you could play and you know the, the rest of your team could carry you mm. or you can sometimes carry them and you know, there's, there's no negative feedback per se because there's no voice chat or anything, or yeah. at least you know no functional voice chat. So you know, people might be pissed off at you, but they can't say or do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was definitely there. So um, hmm. so how about uh, what's your number five? All right, let's get this freight train rolling. Yeah. So my fifth favorite game
0: of the decade, and I am denied about this because it was almost going to be Saints Row the Third, uh-huh. but I decided. That it's honestly, and I think Saints Row would be a more fun choice, but I decided to be boring. So it's Red Dead Redemption for the PlayStation Three is my fifth favorite game of what the decade. When did that come out? Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Oh, the so just the scraped right at the start. In. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's scraped yeah. in there just under. And um, other than Saints Row, it's definitely my favorite grand theft auto like
1: if you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, from the makers of grand theft auto it's
0: a genre you know essentially like you run after something and you hit triangle and you steal it if you can do that that's a grand theft auto game you know <laughs> um so in this case you run up and steal a horse instead of like a car or yeah. something but it's basically the same thing grand theft horsey gotcha. grand theft horso as you so wittily, wittily <laughs> <laughs> dubbed it many moons ago um yeah i i, I really enjoyed this game it was it was one of the it was indeed the first game I bought for my PlayStation 3 when I got it uh, which was I think 2010 2011 or something like
1: that. Yeah, that was a bit um, weird because that had been out for a little while beforehand.
0: Yeah, right? and I got it when it was already like had been out for a while, but it was a game that I just knew I wanted to play and at that time you couldn't get it. I wonder did they it,
1: it may never have come out on PC, I think. Maybe the first one. Um, I don't think it did, yeah. I want to say. I think, think there are a Xbox? lot of people who were always anticipating it coming out. And I don't... If it did, it would have come out very recently, like close mm. to... Yeah, I don't know the answer one? to that. Who knows? Probably but it
0: was basically it was basically a PS uh, a PlayStation 3 exclusive for a long time. Um, did it come to... I think it came to the Xbox eventually. Yeah, 360. I probably. Um, I think it did. Uh, but for a long time, it was it was um, a PlayStation exclusive and a very good game. Um, obviously, a Wild West Grand Theft Auto game. I really liked the immersion. I think that the one thing that struck me the most was I played the crap out of that game. It, most of the games on this list, I played, in fact, all of them. I played a stupid amount of hours of Um i just thought the setting was really good the sense of exploration was really good i loved all the side quest stuff i spent a lot of time playing poker in yeah this game. i remember
1: that i remember like, you talking about that and like lot. you actually learned how to play poker I got through pretty this game
0: good at at um what do they call it uh, uh texas hold'em yeah yeah that particular variant of poker and it's great because you can get a suit that allows you to cheat when you get <laughs> when you get the cheating suit it's basically like you look like maverick you know like just got a fancy suit on and then you can cheat <laughs> Uh, and that's very timely
1: reference, that Maverick.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, The weird thing is, that's an old-ass movie that no one remembers that's based on an even older friggin' TV show or something that, again, no one even remembers. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah. Like Mel Gibson movie, I think. That's right. Yes, yeah, so fa- everyone's favourite actor. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so that's my number five. I think that's my favourite Grand Theft Auto Esk, type of game. Yeah, open, world, um, I think open it's, world triangle button. It did it really, really well. I think the setting was unique. I'm kind of rambling here, but, um, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, uh, one of my favourites of all time. Cool. AC, fifth favourite of the decade.
1: Fifth favourite of the decade. Um, I, once again, I'm denied about this one a little bit. Uh, i got to say, these kind of bottom three or four, mm. even, maybe... Mm-hmm. Even maybe five might not be in any particular order, but I've kind of had to put them in an order.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: Um, but my number five would actually be Mario Kart 8.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I knew that would be on your list. Yeah. Uh, because
1: it is is—it is a fun game. It's a fun racing game. It's probably—it's my second favorite Mario Kart of all time after Double Dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you and I and Maria and a lot of our friends, we played the shit out of that game. Mm, mm. Like, and I don't want to say the Wii U one's better or the Switch one's better because uh, probably the Switch one is better because we- you've got everything unlocked and-, and all that sort of stuff. But there was something to say about playing it on the Wii U. And playing it, you know, when it just first came out, it was pretty cool. Now, I think that may have been the first time I ever actually paid for DLC. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, like five bucks and you got like, you know, eight extra tracks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because you just
0: thought, well, it's worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really was. and I had a great time and I ended up getting it for Switch. And, you know, we still kind of will, you know, if we have people, a lot of people around like at a birthday party or something, we'll Mm. still crack that one out.
0: Yeah, that's a good like party game.
1: It is a very good party game. And, you know, me, I'm a bit of a social gamer, so Mm. I Mm. I do like that game and I really like the tracks and the hang gliding and... Yeah, that's
0: right. The you know, yeah. it's, just, it's got some really
1: creative ideas in there.
0: Visually, really beautiful as well. Yeah, mm. so
1: it's just a fun game that you can keep going back to. So that's why it's my number five of the decade. Nice. What's your number four?
0: Okay, number four. Uh, this I think this is the right right spot for this, but I am denied about the order like you did. Yeah, number four, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Um, I put this in, even though it is a, it's I the knew mo- this would be on your list as well. It's actually the most recent. Game on my list Oh wow um, That's a uh, 2000- 2017 2017 Yeah So it came out um, It was like mm-hmm. It was like In an early access Type of thing um, In March And then it was Launched at the end Of 2017 That's right, Like, like On PC yeah. And then it took a while For it to come to Like consoles and stuff So this game Didn't start The Battle Royale thing That had been around For a while But it started The craze For Battle Royale It started the, the Mainstream Audience noticing that there's this genre called battle royale and getting super duper into it, and it core like essentially we can all thank this game for Fortnite's massive success because yeah, because Fortnite was a failed game that came. out It was out. another game that was
1: also an early access that just didn't wasn't and working it, very well.
0: They brought it out and it was this like shooter thing, and um and then they saw what was happening with PUBG and thought. Oh, let's quickly go and make a battle royale mode quickly, and they did it, and they and they managed to do it right in at the right time. Yeah, and they offered that game. They like obviously free. already had
1: all of the resources in there. Yeah,
0: and because you can get in for free, it just totally swept the board. Because PUBG, you just have to pay an entry fee to get into. You know. Well, yeah. Uh. I mean,
1: we bought. It, it's such a funny game because mm. I bought that early access because everyone was talking about it. Yeah, and I actually had a bit of free time at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I ended up playing with you guys and by myself and I would get top 10 a lot. I never won, Mm. but it's interesting that all the while that game was in early access. And then I think after it went to full, like it was actually fully released Mm. and, you know, the price jumped up and all that. I've never played it since, even though I like I already, because I was in early access, I had the full game. Yeah. I never actually went back and played it again after that year. It's funny. Yeah. Like I, I, I,
0: you know, it's true. Like I, uh, I remember playing it in the early parts of 2018 with you hmm. and Nathan. And then that's it. We sort of fell off it a bit. Um, but I still like that. How do I say this? So for a long time, I swore off playing first person shooters because I was like, Oh, this is just a young person's thing. Now like, I don't, I'm too old. I don't have the reflexes and I don't have the time to dedicate to being, to getting good at one of these games. This was the first game that I played, um, like, for many years that, that pulled me back into like, playing shooters online with people and, like, trying to get good at it. Because um, it's just... It's doing something that, at that time, no other game did, really. Um, and it was like, there can be only one. Yeah. yeah there, it was, was this,
1: there was this thrill... Yes. ...that... I don't know. It's, it's It was so palpable at the time.
0: Yeah. It was really exciting to play it. I still feel, like, the terror of, like, sitting in a toilet... With your shotgun pointed at the door, while you hear like footsteps <laughs> in the room room yeah. above you, it cannot be really replicated in any other game. Like no other game has really made me feel that that adrenaline like. PubG, um
1: and i we did actually do a review of that for this podcast as well yeah and i remember playing it for the first time at your house we're talking about it a lot actually on this show so i don't want
0: to dwell on it too much because there was a
1: period there where that was pretty much all i talked about it it definitely Uh, deserves to be on this list for at least one
0: of us yeah just a real i mean a a favorite game of mine but also just like a really important moment in gaming for the decade yeah so for those both those reasons i had to chuck on the list yeah
1: fair enough uh, to UAC, you, what's your fourth favourite game? Uh, once again, I am the nod about the positioning on this, mm. but uh, Super Mario Maker. Mm. One, not two for Wii U. So, wow, two effective Wii U games yeah. on this list. There you go. I love the Wii U. I really did you like just, that console. A, yeah, you're a Wii U, what I do was you call a it? a Wii U kind of guy. I, I, Wii, I was a Wii U defender? Wii U apologist? A stan, as they say, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just a, like, it, I just... I love Nintendo games and like they made the best of that system mm. and the best of that system was Super Mario Maker yeah. people bought that game they they put that game in and they've never taken it out yeah and when they eventually take off the servers mm, that'll be a sad day it will be very very sad because there's so much there was something about the zeitgeist something about being there and having I never get anything on launch day but I actually went I never didn't pre-order I went to a store first thing in the morning to a big W. Mm -hmm. I got this game. I got the special edition with the book and Mm -hmm. the the, the pixel, what do you call it, Um, Amiibo. Yeah. And pixel mario amiibo and i had the best time like i created levels i uploaded them mm-hmm. it was this kind of big community movement that just wasn't replicated with the second one yeah and things were kind of rolled out and they were fixed and patched and all that and i was i was there pretty much for like all of like a good six month chunk of my yeah. life was just like always going back to that game it was a real cultural moment when it was game came out, and it was so know. many people's number one game yeah Despite the fact that it was a Wii U game and everyone like, oh, the Wii U's over, you know, Nintendo are basically ignoring it, they're they're not going to do anything with it. And then they released Super Mario Maker. Mm. And they're not wrong, (laughs) but also (laughs) Super Mario Maker, awesome game. Yeah. And the second one, I'm sure, has its community, and there's probably more levels up there just because of the reach of the Switch.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's more people own a Switch than ever did own a a Wii U, but... Exactly,
1: uh... Uh, but... There was just something about being there right from the start and mm. being involved in, like, learning how to create levels and just doing all of this stuff and working out all, the all these things you can do. Yeah. Like, all of the wacky things that they patched in later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, the first time you see an auto level, you're, like, blown away. You're like, yeah. oh, my God! You know, like... You get sick of it pretty quickly. Yeah, but the but first you can, time...
1: You can add, like, mm. thing, like wings to <clears throat> Goombas underwater and it makes them super fast, almost mm. like a bullet. Like, all of these things you just wouldn't have thought of, mm. you try... And like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it works. Yeah, that's like you right. can do something. Yeah. So that's why it is my number four game. I just love the shit out of it.
0: Yeah, I I I'm very supportive of that being on your list. That's that's <laughs> well, a of great course game. it was going
1: to be on there somewhere. Yeah, of course. What is your number three?
0: Number three. Okay, this is taking a bit of a of a left turn from the first two games that were by all accounts shooting people in the face games. My number three is Stardew Valley, 2016. Uh, Which is essentially just a really, really good Harvest Moon game. Okay, you know, um, I knew this would be
1: on your list as well. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and like some, I was sort of under another to put it on because I was like, well, it's basically just a good ver, like a really good version of games that have been around for like you know a long time. Yeah, Um, but I had to put it on because it's it's just so charming. It's so. Again, immersive is a word I use for most of my games. I think immersion is like a big criteria for me with games. I want to be immersed. I want to forget everything and just be absorbed in this experience. And that game definitely gave me that.
1: And it was kind of relaxing. It's a pretty chill game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was very chill, um, pleasant. And I mean, I love Harvest Moon. And this game was the Harvest Moon game I always wanted, Okay, I think. it went. The series took a weird turn, like when it went 3D and stuff like that. And... I always liked the Super Nintendo version a heck of a lot. Yeah. Uh, and this game is really, evo- it's like just a really big, like six- it looks like a 16 bit game. It does.
1: Yeah. It's um, very evocative of that, of that particular era.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's just the most harvest moon you can have, like with so much content, so much to do. The one downside was that it doesn't have an end date. So like in the original harvest moon, you have two years. And if you don't get everything done in those two years, it's game over. And that gives you a little bit of pressure and it puts the wind in your sails to kind of, you know, get a move on with things. But this game, when I realized, Oh, There's no end game. There's no like... It's just perpetual. It's just, you can just keep playing for as long as you like. It kind of... I lost a bit of motivation because I I thought I was like working against the clock, if you like. And then I realized, oh... There is no clock. Yeah, but oh. I
1: suppose that would that for some people might delete the chill aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I think, and I can kind of get that. It is ultimately just a big sandbox. Yeah, and that's that's the point of the game. But yeah, I really really liked it. Um, strong recommendation for me, and, and it's one of those games that I keep thinking about. Like, maybe I'll start a new game of that some point or other. You know, come back to it at some point. <laughs> um, so I think that's a hallmark of a good game. If yeah. you're if you're still sort of fantasizing about playing it,
1: that's a good number three. Yeah, AC, your third game of the decade. Uh, third best game of the decade. Yep. I keep looking, I, I've got a piece of paper in front of me, <laughs> and every time I look at it, I go, oh, do I need to change the order up in this, a little bit here, there, everywhere, but, um... The last minute changes, perhaps? No. no, no, I'm not. Um, my number three, and look, the games on this list are going to come as a surprise to basically no one who listens to us regularly. That was what I was thinking about these games, like... But, oh, but that's fine, you know, like, we just, lives. we're just going back over the, of a great decade of games, yeah. and you know... I'm not even sure whether I'd call myself a retro gamer anymore. Um, I mean, I I am a lot Mm, (laughs) of mm. a retro gamer, but you know that doesn't mean I will exclude all other games. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: That being said, (laughs) my number three is Broforce, which is still very evocative of retro gaming. Yeah, it's definitely
0: (laughs) like a pixel art kind of a thing. You know, it is.
1: It's it's pixel art and it's um, kind of got that indie style to it. It's a it's a, a run and gun done. Perfectly for me. Yeah. I feel. Like yeah. I love the references, especially with the eighties, like action movie references and nineties mm. and two thousands to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But this game like I've played a lot of Run and Guns. I love Metal Slug, um, Sunset Riders, yeah, whatever it's called. I-, I love a lot of those games. Mm. But you always die very easily or, you know, there's there's just something about this game where you can interact with the the terrain.
0: Yeah, the way you can blow up the terrain is great. And yeah. and
1: you can do things that... And there's just such a broad range of powers that this just pushed my buns. And it was thanks to um, a friend of the show, Elchan, mm. who introduced this game to me and said, oh, you might like this. And then, boy... How did I ever love this game? Yeah, yeah. I've played through it several times. You can play it co-op, which I also love. I think you actually have up to four people at once. Mm. I've never had a four-player game, though. And I... At the time, and for a year or so after, I thought, if I needed to ever redo my top five games of all time, this might actually make it on there. Yeah, right. After giving it a bit of space, mm. I don't know if I hold that same opinion anymore, mm. Mm. but... In terms of the last decade, it is definitely my number three. Wow. Because it is it is a, just a great pick-up-and-play game that I will still pick up and play. And when mm. I needed to test games on my new computer, and it's mm. just like a laptop-slash-tablet. Like, it kind of folds over on itself. It's like a Lenovo Yoga. Yeah. I tried uh, Champion uh, Pac-Man Championship 2 edition mm. and Broforce to see if they worked. And they worked great. Wow, there yeah, you go. So mm. that's definitely my number three. All right. All right, we're getting we're getting up there. What's your number two?
0: Oh, okay, number two. All right. This one is a pretty... You can probably guess these these two, honestly. Uh, this is uh, my number two of the decade. Uh, it's a game I've talked about on the podcast. We've actually reviewed it. Yep. Crusader Kings 2. Of course. Um, so I won't go on about it too much because you can go back and listen to the episode where we reviewed it if you want. But what this game is, is essentially it looks like a strategy game. What it, it's more like a, almost like a role playing game because what you, what the game does is it puts you in this medieval world, and you are, you are a particular individual like someone in the nobility, and you have to kind of live your life as as a medieval noble and try to like maintain your family's place in society essentially. So you want you want to have an heir. And probably a male heir, yeah, mm-hmm. because this is the Middle Ages, so if you have, this is this is how good the game is, that when you have daughters, you get angry. That's how good it is at simulating <laughs> the Middle Ages, is that it makes you into Henry V, or the Eighth or whatever it is. Both. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me a bag of Henrys. You know, you're just like, I'm not another. You get, literally, I've, I have divorced or even tried to murder wives that don't <laughs> seem to produce boys. Because you need a male heir to keep the game going. Yeah, okay. I think that's one of the t- things that made me laugh the most was that I was like, oh my god, this game is making me, like, <laughs> want a, a male heir really badly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a very clever game. It's got a lot of, like, machinations. You can plot against people. You can scheme. Oh, I do do like a plot. You can put together, like, a, a bunch of you who are all plotting to, like, overthrow the king or, like... I hate that guy. Um, you can screw over, like, like, you can you can make a false claim, like, you can fabricate a claim to, oh, like, a... Oh, that's
1: right. And you can cozy up to the Pope and stuff like yeah, that as well, can't you? that's
0: right. Yeah, or the Pope can, like, get pissed off at you and, like, excommunicate. ex-communicate. yeah. Yeah. I
1: remember, this is one of those games that, um... I enjoyed playing because I wasn't playing it. I was barking orders at you. <laughs> but that's the ideal. And when when I when there's a Rob game
0: that I think AC would like conceptually, but there's just a lot of like mechanics and, and things clicking. to click. Lots of clicking. I try to I go, all right, you can just do the decision-making so you can get the sense of what the game is like. And I'll do all like the hard bits, you know, like the actual... Clicking.
1: Yeah, the clicking around <laughs> and
0: reading numbers and things and
1: like that. And menus and the like. And this yeah. game does have a
0: lot of menus and a oh, lot of numbers. Boy.
1: It's basically uh, kind of like a
0: spreadsheet. Yeah, it's a spreadsheet. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it, it's like playing a spreadsheet, but a very fun one at yeah. that. Uh, so, if you like the Middle Ages or if you just like Skullduggery, duggery, <laughs> then this is a good game. So that's my number two game of the entire decade: Crusader Kings Two. AC, what's your second favorite game of the decade?
1: Oh, this was uh, a pretty easy pick. I, I look at my list and I look at the orders, but uh, definitely Tetris Effect for PSVR. Right up there, number two with a bullet. Mm. I just enjoyed everything about this game oh. I, I love Tetris, and I think Tetris is my number three game of all time if i if I remember my own <laughs> uh, my own list correctly. yeah, I think I would look that up actually yeah I reckon I think my my number one of all time is Super Mario World then bubble bubble and then Tetris I think mm, mm. so this just was Tetris, but better mm. Better it, it had great music, it had great, uh, it had great gameplay, it was in VR. It was totally immersive, mm. despite the fact all you were doing the entire time was just playing Tetris. Yeah. It's a weird thing to say because I don't think until you
0: experience the game, you won't really understand why yeah. VR Tetris has this particular appeal.
1: And once again, it was a lot of people's game of the year. And I mm. love the fact that it was VR. Um, mm. And I just really love the VR headset that I have. Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't use it all the time because it is a bit of a pain to get out and pack away, especially when you've got a three-year-old. So there's yeah. only select certain times I can play. But, you know, it's, it, it's such a, like, it's, it might be the cheaper of the options, but they did something right with it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's sold really well. And the, and the Tetris immersion proved that it doesn't... You don't have to be in, like, a perfect one-to-one first-person shooter simulator of reality. Mm. You can literally play Tetris and have it be fucking awesome. Yeah. So if you ever have a chance to play Tetris Effect mm-hmm. uh, in VR... I think that's the only way you can play it. Yeah. Definitely jump on that opportunity because, like, everyone knows how to play Tetris. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if you think oh Tetris is okay, you should still experience this game because it it, it really is just totally immersive, mm. and it's it's it can be very chill, and it can also be very hardcore at the same time as well. Yeah. Some of those levels, I went in there and played it on easy mode, and basically got right through to the end, and only had like three lines left, and I accidentally died. <laughs> well, not accidentally, I just and mm. and that was just I didn't mm. mean to do it. I just wanted to play some. Tetris Effect. Yeah, yeah. And I just, just started at the beginning and I just went all the way through. There you go. So for number one, let's take a break. Sure, we'll come back. So oh, leave it a
0: cliffhanger. Well, I
1: mean, it's going to be not much of a cliffhanger because it'll literally just like be we- a couple of seconds for you. Yeah, that's true. And, unless we play like a, a super long song in between. <laughs> I might double up the the break music. All right, the extra long version of November Rain. Here we go. <laughs> oh my God. has has your kid seen Santa yet? Have Mm. you done the Santa thing? Are you doing the Santa thing? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Are you you taking part in the global conspiracy? Yes. That is lying to your child. Yes. I
0: am duping
1: my child. Yes. I am lying
0: to her. I love it. I'm filling her head full of nonsense.
1: Excellent.
0: Uh, She's listening to this podcast. (laughs) So later on when she grows up, she'll be horribly disillusioned and all the magic in the universe will be sucked out of the... Door, much like the alien, and alien got sucked out of the door of the airlock. <laughs> aliens, aliens. Was that Deadline? a lot of a lot of aliens got killed in airlocks in those movies? Oh, hey,
1: was that the first one? God, th- oh, no, it was, wasn't it? I think. Ah, oh, now, now, I can't I remember. Think they,
0: I, I want to say that's how both.
1: Of the yeah, the Alien have.
0: aliens ended with an airlock. I think I want to say. Uh, anyway,
1: that's what happened to my daughter's dreams. So um, you are you are doing the lie. You are. Yeah, we are. We are. Like, <laughs> It's a little, it's it's not really much of a white lie, is it? Because it kind of affects their behavior patterns Mm. and their belief in certain things that they, you know, have no reason to doubt. So it's not a white lie. It's not like a little white lie, but it is a bit of fun nonetheless. Yeah, I
0: wanted to believe that, you know, if she does good things, good things will happen to her for as long as possible. (laughs) Before that inevitably gets taken. Oh, yes. From her. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're doing this. And we took her We took her to a Santa photo. Uh-huh.
1: How did that work uh, out? It was did-
0: funny because she was very excited to meet Santa. Yep. We were in the queue. Yep. But then the very moment that we walked down the weird, like, white picket fenced area of the shopping mall to meet Santa. She clammed up, put a finger in her mouth and just like wouldn't and just sort of frowned.
1: And, yeah. And was
0: silent. For the next like ten minutes until we taken her out of that little fenced off area and then she perked right up again. Oh, okay. Um, so there's this photo of like me and Joe and Ruby at, with Santa, and um, I'm looking like I'm trying to get Ruby to smile. So I'm like, smile, happy time. And I look like an, an insane person. <laughs> I look like I look like Jeez, so as opposed to normal. I look way more happy to see more Santa than anyone should. You know. Um, and she
1: was just kind of grumpy like with her finger mouth going. This, she's like this. So basically, you And Joanna's just looking like
0: her lovely self. You you took Um,
1: 35 photos and that was the best one, probably. (laughs) I
0: think we we had to give our phone... This is the thing. This is another complaint I have about uh, about Gungahlin Marketplace. Dear Mole Santa, how (laughs) dare you, sir? (laughs) They usually have... Okay, this is going to sound gendered, but here it is. They usually have a Mrs. Claus or like an elf or something um, to like take photos, you know, to like Mm -hmm. take to get someone's like, you know, smartphone and, and snap a few, uh, a few flicks. few yes, sure. Uh, but there was no Mrs. Claus and no Elf this year when we turned up. Yeah. So we had to ask someone in the queue to do it for us. Oh, so they, wow. And they only took, like, a couple of photos, you know. They didn't... Because... You know I think they probably Just felt weird Holding someone else's phone Yeah
1: um, that, that is a bit weird actually Because yeah. the whole reason You take them to the Santa Is so you can have Like an awkward photo To show you on their 21st Saying yeah. Oh you hated Santa this year But you loved him this year mm-hmm. And you know and, and like Even a 3 or 4 year old Still understands But doesn't quite yeah. Grasp it You know Yeah
0: I mean look She's like The thing with more Sanders Is it's like How can you like Go to all this effort To lie to your kid About that Santa's real and then they see like six different Santas at six different malls in the space of two days, and they're like, "But how? Did... But the thing is, like we said earlier, on the... whether it was on air or off air, AC. Yep. kids are ignorant. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't know. They don't put. The... They don't join the dots for a while.
1: Santa yeah. is magic. He yeah. can be in lots of different places at once.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, although my kids like alarmingly skeptical like for a four-year-old so i think she's actually probably going to figure it out for herself in the next like couple of years i reckon no, um, she's your daughter all right but for now she's she's the wool has been pulled over her eyes <laughs> um yeah so yeah we do we do juper about the old saint nick how about you Ace? just so is it different with like are you taking a different philosophy with the kiddo
1: no no yeah. no lying's fun lying's good <laughs> yeah yeah Lying all the way. Global conspiracy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. She she saw Santa. Um, we weren't sure how... I wasn't actually there at the time. I think I was out on assignment with you, actually. Um, oh, yes. We should probably talk about that as well this episode. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it. So, yeah, we, we were out on assignment together for, um, for Game of Balance Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, for... Uh, at a video game exhibition That's right uh, And she went and saw Santa And we weren't sure how that was going to go The Santa wasn't particularly convincing apparently Like <laughs> like <laughs> e- Either the, either the person has like The Santa has like a real white beard mm. Or they've just got like a massive Overly fake beard Like white beard that goes down to their belt mm. And I think this was the latter yeah. Of the two And like you know so covered up in stuff And like like the red suit and the and the hat and everything mm. that you would have that could be a twenty year old kid under there for yeah. you know yes but you know they, they generally are older people and you know they have a reference and are good with kids and stuff yeah. and May found it fine she didn't uh, you know she didn't cry or anything like that uh-huh. uh, you know probably one of the good things about having a sight impaired kid is that she might figure things out a little bit later mm. Mm. <laughs> you know Santa very convincing red and white see it right now yeah that's right it's the same Santa <laughs> it's the same one. Unless one of us ruins it for her. Yeah. Or she's, you know, she is actually quite intelligent, so she might figure it out as
0: well. I had this freaking kid come up to me when I was in daycare one day, when I was like six, and like, tell me. Yeah. And well, I be- still, I'm still i still angry at that kid. And I think that's part of the reason why I want Ruby to believe in Santa. Because I'm like, still angry at you, that kid. You,
1: shitty- you were duped out of it.
0: Yeah, I was- I still- I, I think I was like, already suspicious, but I liked- believe i liked the yeah you
1: think this might this doesn't make a whole lot of sense but i get free presents and apparently if i stop believing i stop getting presents yeah so but isn't that kind of good that you start lying to your parents as well (laughs) yeah that's right so they lie to you but (laughs) then you start lying to them to say that you still believe in this stuff so santa comes this is all preparing you
0: for when you're a teenager when lying to your parents is necessary for your very survival
1: oh my yes oh my god (laughs) the lies i used to spin there's no way they believe all of them But I'm I guessing At some point They just like Kind of went Oh whatever uh-huh. Let him get away With it this time <laughs> Yeah so Didn't yeah. start that fire Sure you didn't We believe you <laughs> So yeah look um, What were we talking about uh, Santa uh, Yeah that's all I can remember Oh, oh that, that number That games of the decade oh, yeah, that, we, we did dang. actually do that but we lost the file yeah sh- new shame. computer so oh, well. that's alright we'll talk about it next time yeah. anyway Rob and I were out on assignment the weekend before last that's it's right pretty cool yeah we did go um, out on assignment but we will do the top one first I we're know just, that, was a, that was a bit of a dick we're just move. pulling your leg just and other things
0: as well. That's right. Well, hey, that's just what I do. Okay, so I Don't think I know what your number
1: one is, but what is your number one? Would you be shocked, AC? Would I be shocked? If I told you
0: mm-hmm. that my number one game of the decade <gasps> is the Ski Rims. It's the Sky Rims. It's the Skareem. It's the sk- it's Elder Scrolls V. <laughs> sky Rim. It's that one.
1: Oh, Skyrim job. Right, gotcha.
0: Yeah. Great! This game, I think, I clocked up something like three hundred and fifty hours on my three hundred and fifty hours. I
1: I finished that game in like two hours. Yeah, and you punched everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I punched a dragon to get to death. Game over. Still on YouTube, by the way, somewhere. I I think what you just did though was get like a whole lot of healing items. I did, I like, just <laughs> wailing on this dragon. Like, the very first dragon you see is not a particularly tough dragon. Uh, okay. But you find him, mm-hmm. and then, like, he comes down and lands, and you just wail on him. And, like, there are other people helping. Like, there are other people trying to defeat the dragon as well. Mm. And I was, like, I basically wailed on this dragon. He died, and I got treated as a hero, and I went game over. <laughs> I won the game. But, yeah, yes. that, that was a, a majorly, like, a very big, very influential, very moddable uh sort of game
0: yeah it was a real phenomenon i mean i uh fell in love with the elder scrolls one game earlier than that at oblivion Uh
1: uh-huh yep
0: um but even that makes me a bit of a johnny come lately to the elder scrolls fran the real elder scrolls fans who like look back to morrowind as like their first um but these are all like very immersive very big first person role-playing games yeah and the whole idea is that it's just meant to, like, overwhelm you with just how huge the world is and all the things there are to do, all the people there are to talk to. Um, it is, like, the most immersive... It's, like, trying... Or it's trying the hardest to be immersive out of all these games that I've listed today. Um, and it was for yeah, you.
1: I mean, you I, spent a lot of time in that game. I loved the
0: crap out of that game. And I didn't do... I, I deliberately... I do this thing where I don't spoil myself on games. I, I avoid watching trailers videos stuff like that so i went into this game pretty much you know blind and not knowing exactly what to expect and like that made that sense of exploration and discovery like so amazing like i still remember when i found this like there's this big dungeon called like the labyrinth or something and then deep inside that very big dungeon there's also this other area that you can find that has these huge it's like this massive cavern it's like almost it's not really a secret because i think you're meant to find it to like progress the main plot of the game but it felt like finding a secret yeah this huge cavern that extends like as far as the eye can see
1: is this one of those full of like areas
0: yeah it's just dwarven like ruins you know and deep, deep down there's this massive cavern that's full of these massive glowing mushrooms and there's glowing mushrooms in the game and they light up the caves that you explore but these ones were like the size of a house and and i'd never seen anything like it the rest of the game doesn't have anything like that in it so it was this really unique area with this particular like visual style and i was just like blown away wandering around Looking at everything And just like Man this game's amazing You know um, I still f- Remember that feeling of Yeah Of finding that place And being like
1: Wow um, That is a pretty good Number one to have And I'm not yeah. surprised at all Because I knew that would be On your list somewhere And the, the, the further we got up there mm. uh, The more certain I was That it was going to be number one Yeah And I ended up modding it a lot And you know and But that's the great thing about it Is yeah. that it's probably A lot more playable Because it's moddable Yeah
0: But you can kind of tailor it To make it the game you want it to be. Yeah. You know, like, I wanted it to be a bit more realistic, so I added some stuff into, like, oh, you got to sleep and eat and stuff like that, which some people find, like, dreary, but to me it's just added to the immersion a
1: bit. You yeah. know, like,
0: I've got to make sure my backpack has food in it and stuff like that.
1: And, like, um, there's the drunken thing as well,
0: and, mm, which we tried, I think, on our run. Yeah, like, drinking alcohol makes you drunk and you can stumble around
1: and stuff like that. And I added, like, vampire mods at some point, and I mean, for for <clears> all the jokes we make about... Uh, arrow to the knee guy. You know, there were a lot of characters who were very interactive at the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, there were a lot of unique dialogue trees and people that you'd meet and people who'd try and, mm. you know, stiff you out of items and, and people you'd meet on the trail.
0: Yeah, like that Khajiit guy that just kept coming up. I can't remember his name. He'd just, he'd just show up all over the world and, like, say really dumb, weird, funny things to you. You'd be like, oh, it's that guy again. You know, <laughs> like, they just programmed a bunch of, like, quirky stuff into the game. Yeah. Um, which gives it character and it it's gives just, it life. And I still feel to this day like there's so much more to see that I've only seen like a chunk, like a slice of that game. Oh wow! Because there's just so many side quests, so many dungeons, so much to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it had to be. It had to be my number one. Um, I love. I love role playing games, and um, I think that that style, that first person, dialogue heavy, immersive style, is is the one for me. That that's what makes me really keen to check out. The Outer Worlds, I think, that came out recently. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things yeah. about that game. So I'm gonna try and get my hands on it over the holidays, AC, because I think that is
1: well, yeah, up my know, there, there might be a sale coming up soon, you never know. Yeah,
0: that's right. So yeah. I'll keep an eye out for that. But yeah, of course, Skyrim is my number one. It's kind of obvious and predictable. Kind oh, of interviews. But um, that's okay. That's Yeah. I'm proud We're I'm not happy. here for surprises. No, that's true. <laughs> no, we're not. No, no. So that's my number one and I stand by
1: it. How about you? A C, what's your
0: number one game of the entire decade of
1: the entire decade you've probably already figured it out but it is the legend of zelda breath of the wild Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not surprised not surprised at (laughs) all there it's also written right in front of me as well Uh so i could have just looked over you could have yeah Yeah. so look this was a game that really was quite immersive for me as well Mm. i was there at the right place the right time that i really needed a game like that Mm. and this was the it still is the biggest world that I've ever explored mm. in any game ever. Yeah. It there were just so many different areas, so many like there were no there were dungeons, kind of, but they were there were only four of them and they had all these mini things. Mm. It was different from every other Zelda game that I played. And yeah. I, you know, not that I've played all of them, but I played a few of them, obviously. Mm. And I just did take me a little while to get used to the mechanics and the way everything worked, and not everything about that game is perfect. Mm. But everything about that game is very playable yeah. and very, uh, very finely tuned. I think is the right way yeah. to say it. Like, yeah. I'm sure there were patches after it came out and everything like that. But given how big this world is and all the things you can do and all the places you can explore, mm. like it, it didn't falter. Yeah, you know, like you can pretty much get to everywhere you need to get to, mm-hmm. and it was a whole bunch of fun. Like going to these places, trying to figure it out for myself. Sometimes using a guide to finish some of the um, the shrines that you'd find, but I gushed about this game at the time, and mm-hmm. I didn't stop for months. And I ended up doing a podcast um, with with other several other Gunner Geek Network members, mm-hmm. uh, and I just. That game was just such an amazement to me. Mm, And mm. I love the art style. I love the direction. There's not a lot of plot to speak of. It's the same plot that happens in every game. But that being said, Mm. just the exploration for that game, the fact that you could go anywhere in the world and start anywhere you want was Mm. just so amazing. Yeah. They just trusted you to go and do what you wanted to do, you know, and that you'd have the tools to do it or. Or, you know, like breakneck through it or, you know, like stop you completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was just so clever and so trusting to to do that to a game. Like yeah. To say, we're not gonna fence off areas, you can go do whatever the fuck you want. You know, go nuts yeah that was clever
0: because they, the only way they gated you off was with like well you don't have enough stamina yeah you don't have enough blah blah but it, gosh darn it it didn't, didn't stop you from trying
1: no and, and, um, and sometimes you can you can yeah. cook you can craft mm. things that can give you enough stamina to get up there yeah and you'd get up to these places mm. and you would get your ass handed to you <laughs> yeah. some some like Lionel would just like fucking thump you yeah. and toss your body aside mm. like he probably didn't even notice you were there <laughs> and like, oh wow so, so that's what happened eh yeah
0: I I, I, you know, I, I want to say if I spent more time with this game, it might be in my top five too. Because I'm still like keen to play that game. From mm-hmm. the little bit like you loaned it to me for a little while, and I got the hankering for it. You know, and I still part of me just wants to go and buy a switch just for that game. Which you know, I mean, I'm, I, it's not in my top five because I didn't spend enough time with it. But what I'm saying is it really left it an impression on me. And Skyrim is my number one, but I can see in that game. They're doing some things smarter than Skyrim, doing things cleverer, and they're giving the player more credit in a yeah. way by letting you climb that enormous mountain. A lot of mountains in Skyrim, you can't really climb them. Yeah, they're just a wall that stops you from progressing further. But in Breath of the Wild, like for the most part, like there is an edge to the world. Eventually, you will reach it. Yeah, but yeah. but most of the stuff you can you can actually traverse all of it. It's not just there to look at it's actually like interactable and you can like get to the top of these things. And I don't know why, but that, that exploration in breath of the wild is better than any other open world I've ever seen. I think. And me too. And
1: this just, it, it still blows me away. And I want to go back to that game and play it from the start again. One time Mm. after I finished it, I did do some more stuff in the world, but I made sure that basically finishing off that, the last boss was basically like the last bit of land left that I hadn't you know that I'd basically done all of the exploration of most of the world. I'm sure there are bits that I missed mm. and I ended up finding a village which I think I was meant to go to early in the game and I just never found and stuff Isn't that like that cool though that you can like yeah, that the and
0: feeling that you could overlook stuff is
1: fun yeah it it yeah. really is mm. and i I never got the d l c for that game mm. I don't think I really need to, Um, but I did buy the game for Wii U, Uh because the next time I play that game through, from the start, I want to play it on Wii U, just to see, because I just know what the Switch game is so intimately, that Mm -hmm. I just want to see what it is like on, you know, on the swan song of the Wii U console, basically, as well. Yeah. So...
0: I'm assuming that it might be a little bit
1: easier to, like, at least you have to, like, open your little all the time. Uh, no, the thing is you do. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So the <laughs> idea behind the- this Zelda game is that it was meant to do that with the, with the pad, but yeah. because like the Wii U wasn't selling enough, they just put it on Switch and then they said, oh, we're going to give it to you in Wii U as well, but it's in the same game. Wow. Like it would have been so good if they'd actually put the menu on because the pad. Because you can see that
0: because the whole time I was playing this game, I'm like, I'm- this is basically like, I've- I made this joke at the time, but I'll make it again. It's basically like you're a dude with an iPad and you're setting up mobile phone towers so you can get the 3G. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Basically, yes. (laughs) And they took that out of, or they didn't develop far enough for the Wii U version because it just wasn't selling enough. I just wish they'd left that in... For the Wii U players as a bit of a bonus saying, hey, you bought our console. It wasn't so successful, but we're going to throw you a friggin' bone. It's just, but it, they didn't even do that.
0: It's actually funny. I never really thought about this. But, like, it's quite obvious looking at that game what they intended to do. Was, yeah, with the Sheikah Slate. Yeah, the Sheikah yeah. Slate. Like, it's so obviously meant to be your Wii U tablet thing. And to be fair, the thing. Switch
1: kind of works for that as well. Like yeah. the Switch does work as a yeah. sheet of slate. Yeah, it works because you know you are playing in portable mode, or mm. you can play on the TV. And you either. like
0: hold up the thing, and yeah, you can, it's got the motion sensing. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but isn't that funny to think about? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I I endorse your your top five. I think that's a good list. Yeah, me too. Mm. I think uh, I think.
1: It's been a good decade for games. Mm. Yeah, it actually has been. Like looking back over all the games. I mean like, every decade you can probably say is a good decade I for know. games. I know. I
0: mean it's a long time, but. Yeah,
1: I mean the 2000 2010 was probably the shakiest decade so far. Yeah. the
0: 70s maybe? Cuz they were getting in like 2000 2010, you, what you see in that period is them getting confident with 3D. Yeah. So by like the time 2009 2010 rolls around they're making games like, you know, Red Dead. Mm. Which is like, you know, a really like big step when you look back at like the early Mm. PlayStation one and two games, but Um,
1: you know, also the PlayStation two came out in that period and that's still like the most popular console of all time. I think so. But I think like what's interesting
0: with this period is you get the, the rise of like internet gaming really becoming like much more of a, a thing for home console. Like I think in the two thousands people were playing a lot of games online, but they were mainly PC games. Yeah. But from when you get the ps3 and xbox 360 era which is mostly this decade i would say i would argue yeah um uh then you see like the internet coming into people's homes in a in a real way with like especially the 360 it's um, so
1: funny because i always thought that the the early 2000s was like oh my god we've you know we're, we're getting broadband and we're kind of reaching peak internet now yeah but it, there was so much more, so many more places to go there to from there. You yeah, know? It was that's just right. like, like I've got instant access to email, and I can even sometimes watch videos online. Wow! Yeah, that's right. And then it just it <laughs> kind of more or less exploded out from that point into social media and YouTube and stuff like that. I think what's funny, this is off topic, but like I think the internet really took off once it was no longer
0: just on computers. Because the thing is that even today in 2019, computers are still kind of for nerds, like. <laughs> Like, n- now that you can get the internet on your phone that any idiot can use. Like, my yeah. daughter who's four years old can, like, use it better than I can. And she's
1: not an idiot either. I know, she's not.
0: <laughs> like, that's when you get the real, in- like, information revolution happening. Yeah. That's when, like, because in the 2000s and 90s, basically the internet was the nerds domain. You know, we just we just spent all that time. People like,
1: did go onto the internet yeah. then, and and but it was mm. like even for for certain people and certain members of society, it was almost like a shame. Yeah, it's like yeah, I, I do, I, I, I use chat programs. Like, yeah, I'm on well, the
0: I'm, internet.
1: I'm sure. I don't want to. I don't want to tell you this, but um, I'm on ICQ. That's right.
0: But <laughs> so suddenly, once you got your phone, and then once you got Facebook and Twitter on your phone. Then the internet becomes Yeah basically everyone
1: Yeah when smartphones came out in like 2008 or whenever it was And and tablets became popular and all that It's like the democratisation
0: of the internet essentially Because
1: most people were still using it Most people had the internet at home with a PC It wasn't a particularly good PC and they could use it But they didn't use it all the time Now they use it all the time
0: Yeah that's right And a lot of people don't even own computers But they have a phone and they're on the internet like a lot
1: A lot Buying things and trading things so mm-hmm. the last thing we'll mention is that, as I said before, we were on assignment uh, a couple of weekends ago. We went to the National Film and Sound Archive exhibition. Yeah. Um, for video games.
0: That's right. What was it called? I'm going to look up the name of the art- the exhibition now. I think it's called Game Over or Game, Game, Game Masters. Thank you, anonymous helper. <laughs> That's the elf. We That's... have an elf. <laughs> the Mrs. Klaus.
1: Um... Yeah, It's funny how Game we both Monster. went out there on assignment And we both wore our Game Life Balance t-shirts Yes we have t-shirts, no they're not going to go on sale um, <laughs> yeah. We both have like custom made Game Life Balance t-shirts We went there, we looked like a bunch of tools probably mm-hmm. But you and I gushed over so many of the games yeah. When you walk in, they mm-hmm. just have a bunch of classic And I mean classic original arcade cabinets Yeah, that's great And you, you walk in and you just see Pal yeah, Pac Man's like right in front of you when you walk in. What's next to Pac Man? Donkey Kong. And then what's over to the left? Space Invaders. Space Invaders. Beautiful. Oh, they had Defender, they had Tempest. Yeah. Oh my god. They, yeah. I had Missile Command as well with the trackball. Yeah, I,
0: Missile Command is awesome. I never really realized how fun Missile Command is. Missile Command is a great yeah, game. Yeah, that's really fun. For like a game that's essentially really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> When you're thinking about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're trying to stop a nuclear war, like trying to stop all of these missiles from hitting your cities. It's a real uh,
0: period piece, actually. It is. I think it it was
1: mentioned in that Matthew Matthew Broderick movie or possibly played in that Matthew Broderick movie, Mm. which escapes me right now what the name of it was. Uh, Would you like to play a game? Oh. Oh, oh, Tron. No. Oh, God damn it. Uh, I'm gonna. It's gonna come to me, and I'm gonna feel really stupid. Uh, G- Game Boy. <laughs> yes, the wizard. Yes, that's what it was called. It was called Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. Gamey Pete plays <laughs> games. Gamey Pete plays games. <laughs> Uh, um, it's a one where you the War arcade. games That's it War games, war games right, Where he right. Yeah you know He teaches a computer To play tic-tac-toe And there's no There's no like mutual Like war is dumb Basically is mm-hmm. the He's a hacker And war is dumb Yeah Don't bother watching it now I just gave you the entire plot <laughs> um, And so We spent Like we were there For like two or three hours Yes and we spent a good hour and a half in that first section just playing all these old arcade cabs that were on free play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Donkey Kong still plays really well, despite the fact that it was kind of the first of its kind. Yeah. Pac-Man, still so much fun. You played, all, you sunk a lot of time into Pac-Man.
0: Yeah, because I really enjoyed it. I think I've played a lot of ports of Pac-Man in my yeah. time, but this was the first time I've ever played Pac-Man the way it was meant to be played, you know? And with the stick in your hand it makes sense all of a sudden and it's really addictive and fun and
1: it's very simple it's very pick up and play yeah
0: it's like because there's no buttons it's just a stick
1: yeah
0: and there's something pure about that but honestly like the the, how do i say this i understand the mechanics of pac-man very well but the tactile feeling of the stick is kind of crucial to like that game being fun and like jamming the stick left right up down trying to like take turns and like avoid the ghosts that feeling of like you're being chased and you got to like do a hard left hard right to get away from them it, with the stick it makes sense it's hard to explain and i'm moving my hand around a lot
1: just, yeah yeah that's um, that's freaking me out a little it, bit
0: because until you feel it you won't understand why pac-man is a great game i think it you is know? when i play pac-man yeah.
1: i think Most of the time I play Pac-Man in the arcade has actually been in Japan and it's been what we call a cocktail cabinet, which is like a flat base where you've kind of got the... It kind of almost looks like you're masturbating, actually Because you've <laughs> kind of got the, the stick down low And kind of between your legs and stuff But yeah, it's pretty funny it's Wiggling away down there and- uh, Yeah, wiggling is definitely the right word <laughs> uh, And you go, oh, go on. no, 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 no you're, oh, Stupid ghosts
0: Wiggling the stick
1: um, They also had a, a really cool hang-on cabinet there Which is like yeah. the motorcycle with the CRT Built into the front of the motorcycle yeah. That you shift back and forth on Very cool It's like right out the front and again that
0: game like i played ports of hang on and was like yeah it's okay but of course i'm missing out on the thing that makes hang on good which is leaning your entire body left and right
1: the actual motorcycle functionality feeling because you can feel it it's It's weighty it is a weighty thing i don't know i don't think a six-year-old could really play that game very well despite the Mm. fact that that is the perfect game for a (laughs) six-year-old to play because it looks awesome and motorbikes are cool when you're like leaning on the bike
0: and you can see the screen and your bike is, like, making it around the corner, but it's dragging out. It, you can almost feel, you can almost feel, like, that that feeling of being dragged across the road. Yeah. By, like, the, I don't know what you call it, centrifugal force
1: or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, Space Invaders, uh, they had a, a really good quality cab there. Now, the Space Invaders, there have been a lot of iterations. Yes. This one is the one where it's reflected. It's basically a, a green... Uh, a green screen, mm-hmm. like uh, like an, an Apple C or something like that, one of those mono monochrome, but in green. And then they reflect that onto a colour background yes. of like a planet. And then you play least I think they were green, or green and white or something like that. So maybe yeah. like a um, bi-colour screen. I think it might have had like a,
0: a thing on it so they yeah, like change colour as they go yeah, down. Maybe
1: yeah, maybe a piece of cellophane or something like that. Anyway, this cab was in really good condition and I really enjoyed playing Space Invaders. Yeah, It's a very simple game. It's not the greatest game of all time, but I really, I really like the the art on the on the um, on the cabinet. Just we should probably go quickly with these ones. Tempest yeah. is an Atari game. You um, said Jeff Minter might be. I think it was. Um, I think it was. I think it's this Jeff Minter, job. Who also did plebeus yeah. and a whole bunch of other cool games. Uh, it has the dial. So mm. Tempest is a uh, vector-based game. They also have an asteroids cab there as well both of these are vector-based games uh, so they look really cool when you actually play them on a vector-based monitor. Mm -hmm. The only way you can do that these days is in an arcade or if you have a Vectrex. Yeah. Um, And Tempest just is a crackin' good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asteroids was also really fun. Missile Command, we've already talked about. Massive trackball, like you'd see the bottom of an, of yeah, an old mouse. Yeah, and it's mouse. got a lot of
0: weight. Yeah, like, You does. have to kind of really spin it, you know, and it, it feels
1: good. It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was an Asteroids rip-off game there as well, um, which is literally called Rip-Off. <laughs> yeah. which and and this one is interesting because there's no joystick it's just a whole bunch of buttons.
0: Yeah, you're going to use the buttons to like you know uh yeah. use your thrusters and stuff like that.
1: Uh Robotron which was uh, basically a twin stick shooter.
0: Yeah, like a really early I think that might have been one of the earliest ones.
1: I think it may... Was it, I think it may actually be the one of the earliest twin-stick shooters. Yeah. And that's a lot of fun as
0: well. I got strong it, um, Smash TV vibes from that one. Yeah, a bit of yeah. digitized
1: voice in there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Defender, which is pretty cool. And then they just had a whole bunch of, like, Sega games and a few other types of, like, you know, they had, like, PCs and boxes.
0: Yeah, there was a section of, like, home games, essentially, that we were, like, a little bit less interested in. I, I will say, like, I was a little... I was like, oh, like it it took me down a little, a few notches because this is like a unique problem for you and me. Yeah. You own, you own a lot of these games. I own all of those games. And we play them a lot. (laughs) So it wasn't special for us We reviewed
1: some of these games yeah. And
0: it was even like A little bit disappointing To see some of them Were like not running On the original console They were running on like Some weird PC Yeah Golden Axe was,
1: uh, was a, uh, An Xbox 360 emulated version Yeah so it was
0: like Disappointing because we could Go home and play that On the original hardware Like right now kind
1: Yeah of. and some of them Were original hardware There mm. were some There were some Sega Master systems There were some uh, There was a Sega Saturn That was playing I was playing very Rats happy to see Dreams. Miracle
0: World I was very happy to see Alex get Miracle World Oh yeah World.
1: I actually played That for a bit I go why am I playing this I've compl- yeah. I have complete, complete these games. In forty minutes, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Uh, My we played some virtual fighter. Mm -hmm. There was another virtual fighter arcade. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think for me, the best arcade cabinet they had there was an Outrun machine. That's so cool. So Outrun, the Sega Classic. It's got the accelerator and you know the very simple gear stick, which is just like high and low. You sit inside this
0: little thing. It's like a car. You play (laughs) it
1: like a car, like a driving game, and you can select the music, and you're driving a Ferrari and it's so cool you got and your, i you went got back to the good girl like by your side, you know yep. yep
0: you're driving down the highway in california it's the American dream, really. Like that game, it's. You it know, really is, yeah. yeah. And, and
1: you know, you can only you can't really continue on that particular cabinet. And they knew this was, this would be a popular one because they've got a sign there saying, you know, like don't hog the cabinet and stuff. And, yeah. you know, this is just you know let other people have a go.
0: Yeah, because that's probably the one people would hog. Definitely. Uh,
1: and they had some concept art, and they had a lot of PC stuff at the back of the yeah. showroom as well. It was
0: cool to see that them like um, honouring some like important PC developers, like of course Blizzard. Was there? Yeah, but um, and they had like Warcraft two, which yeah. I appreciated. There was seeing. some some Tim Warcraft Schafer. three, sorry, Warcraft three. Yeah, uh, yeah, they had um, psychonauts. Uh- they
1: actually had a prototype of the original. Um, what do you call it? The uh dis the rock band. Oh, controller yeah. like the actually it's like a clear. Perspex, and you can see all the guts inside of it, like the guitar, like yeah. and everything with like no color keys or anything, which was super interesting to see as well. It's they're very simple devices, yeah, on the inside, just basically like a, a Bluetooth or RF receiver or something like that, mm-hmm. and some buttons, <laughs> which is pretty cool. They had an indie yeah. section as well, yeah, that was cool. It was good to see that,
0: yeah, um, because you know this stuff could get lost with all the, um, all the you know fanfare for the. The big name companies yeah. and those classic games, and the uh, good thing
1: about this is that they actually had the developers or the creators. They had a blurb about them just above whatever you were playing.
0: Yeah, so if you wanted to know about Tim Schafer or um, Shigeru Miyamoto, yeah, yeah, or like the Braid guy whose name is Keith, Jonathan Blow, yeah, um, you can learn about them. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, they,
1: and they have like uh, like a couple of polls, uh, like which have. Where you can put on headsets and listen to interviews um, from people. So they've really gone to the big effort to go arcades, consoles, PC gaming, indie gaming. Yeah. You know, right up to a pretty modern sort of time. I think they did a really good job. Like, you
0: know, with, with what they had, with the contracts they had and all that sort of stuff. They did a really good job. I think if I was like an 18-year-old going in there and not knowing anything about the history of games, I feel like I would leave knowing a lot more than I did. And I feel like I would leave with a more of an appreciation for how cool modern games are.
1: They even had a a section Um, for rock band. Like they actually had a rock band set up. It was like in in a Perspex box. So the sound wouldn't like, you know, fire out everywhere and distract everyone. Yeah. But it was really cool. They had all of this stuff that they knew was popular, but they had history. And I don't know. I think they did a really good job. You do notice a couple of things, though. Yeah. Um, You do notice that, obviously, they did not... They had to contract this stuff. In other words... They didn't have a contract with Nintendo. Which
0: is a pretty notable oversight. The only Nintendo game that was there was Donkey Kong. Donkey
1: Kong, yeah, which is a little bit different because it's an arcade cab, I do believe.
0: Yeah, so it's good to see Donkey Kong. I mean, of course, that would be really glaring if that wasn't there. Exactly. But um, that's the only Mario you're going to see is Jumpman. Yeah, maybe
1: that was the only one they could afford to license if they even need a license for those arcade cabs. It's a a bit iffy Mm. uh, when it comes to old arcade cabs and some of the licensing around those.
0: It's kind of funny, though, because it just reminded me of being a kid because... Like, in Australia, like, Sega was very popular. Yeah. So, to go from the arcade machines right to the master system felt right. It felt good to me. You yeah, know, I was like,
1: like we, we were going through the timeline. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, after, I'm like, yeah, a lot of people would be like, where's the Nintendo? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but not me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was something I noticed, yeah, and yeah. it's something I noticed just because, um, you know, I, I know a bit of history about this stuff. Mm, mm. So, all in all, if you have the opportunity to, to you know, if you're in Canberra, or if you're visiting camera, God forbid, check this out because it's still going to be on there uh, around for like the, until March uh, next year, I do believe, in 2020. Mm. And I had a lot of fun with this. Um, we were basically two kids in a candy store. That's right. Yeah. We were really like we it was like a super what we call a super session. When you'd go to an arcade, you'd pay like 30 bucks. And you would just have unlimited play with all the arcade machines. And they had more than arcade machines. Yeah. There, but it was it was a lot of fun. Mm, yeah. Also, I kicked your ass in Virtual Fighter. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I got my butt handed to me. Uh, yes, that was a humiliating defeat. <laughs> so with that, I think um, with with that bombshell, I think we'll leave it there for today.
0: Yeah, and we'll leave it there for the year and indeed the decade.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's been good. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you're off to Japan. I am, and you've got a bit of time off. Yeah. We've both finished work for the year. We've literally finished today. Mm-hmm. We're both very tired. Yeah, but we, we
0: will be back in the new year. Yep. Uh, to bring you some more game life balance content that you crave yep. with your hungry little tummies, hungry for the audio.
1: Hungry for the audio It's like Hungry for the Wolf From from Duran Duran Except it's a terrible cover by us We're not singing And we're just telling you in speech I don't understand that song
0: But that's fine I don't understand a lot of Duran Duran I don't think I'm meant to I don't think that music's for me uh, AC, I have a generic promo read here to read out I love it I love it already Generic <laughs> is the best kind of promo read yeah, Because the episode ones don't get updated enough So instead I'm going to talk to you yes. about the Gunner Geek Network AC. If yep. you are familiar,
1: it's I've a heard of them in passing. I've it's worked a... with some of them before. You might have. Yeah, I think we just mentioned you did a,
0: a, a podcast all about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I did indeed. Uh, with some good folks from the Gunner Geek Network. Mm-hmm. There are also other geeky nerds like us, what do podcasts. Um, so if you like our stuff, um, then there's a good chance you might like some other shows on the Gunner Geek Network, which you can find at gunnergeek.com. Mm hmm. Uh, such as this show that I'm going to talk about right now, all things good and nerdy, which I've heard described as they're like wacky morning breakfast shows, like (laughs) zoo kind of, that's what they're going for with this one with all things good and nerdy. That's Um, certainly a thing. Uh, but I think they nail. I mean, it it is like a much more lighthearted and fun podcast. Uh, yeah. So this is a weekly show each week. The crew from all things good and nerdy Mm -hmm. run down the latest in geeky and nerdy news, toss in the occasional game, and it all adds up to one wacky weekend morning show with your hosts, Chris, Naki, or Naki, Anthony, and Willie. I'm terribly sorry if I ma- massacred your name. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a fun, like, lighthearted show. If you want to have a laugh, if you want to learn a little bit about nerd stuff, but basically just take it easy. All things good and nerdy.
1: Cool. Yeah. All right. And thank you for listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition, and pretty much the only edition at this point of the Game <laughs> Life Balance franchise worldwide. <laughs> the Empire. We record this in a living room <laughs> Our tentacles reach across the globe Like an octopus of murder <laughs> Obviously the murder worked Because Cody and uh, <laughs> Uncle Stabo are dead And both our partners are asleep Chris yes. Farrell, you're next I did a podcast with you The rest of the Gunner Geek is going to fall Because of that I'm sorry No, that Chris is cool He's <laughs> Yeah, that, that whole that whole special came about because we just couldn't... The three of us couldn't stop gushing about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So we did, like, a special podcast. You
0: need a special space to gush. We did. A gush
1: I listened to that, like, recently. It's such a good episode of, like, a, <laughs> a podcast that doesn't exist. I really wish the three of us would work together again. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back in 2020 mm-hmm. with at least five more shows and more shows after that. But probably we might change the format up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, think it's to say. We change as good as a holiday.
0: Darn tootin'. But for now, let's have a holiday instead of a change.
1: Yep. Um, so we, yeah, uh, I think late January we'll be back. Yeah, I expect so. So keep an eye out. We are Don't unsubscribe, you bastard. Don't mm-hmm. unsubscribe. Wait. You, you never know what content I might produce in the meantime. That's right. Nothing good. <laughs>